for praise. Listen, this is important. Now we got to put the scriptures to work. The scripture said, for the put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And if your heart is heavy this morning, the scripture says we should praise him. Jesus is in the center of our pain. Jesus is in the center of my disappointment. Jesus is in the center of our confusion. So I'm going to ask you to do something a little different this morning because I need to do it. You, don't, you can do it with me. It would help me. But this is the first time that when I left here on six months ago, the last words I had from this team, they prayed for me. And then the last words Paula said to me was, I see you when you get back. And so today, I'm standing here and she's not here. And so that's a real reality for me. But the Lord said we can put on the garment of praise for the spirit of happiness, for the very happiness. So God, I thank you. God, we praise you. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all uh, for standing with us. Uh, let me begin a little differently this morning. Let me first of all thank you all for the gift of sabbatical. I want to thank you. It is a gift. Um, and as a church for 13 years, we've been doing this for 13 years, and I didn't even realize that 20 years, uh, 20 years ago, uh, I preached my first initial sermon uh, right before we left 20 years ago. And so to rest after 20 years of ministry and 13 years of pastoring, uh, the gift of sabbatical has been a beautiful, beautiful gift. So again, thank you, and I celebrate you for that in our family. Thank you. Thank you again for celebrating the life of Paula Huggins and what she's meant to us as a church. For 20, we have been friends for over 25 years. Every transition that I've made in my life, she has been there for our family. Uh, you all saw the video uh, that went 10 million hits. Well, the week before that, she sang at our, at our wedding, I Surrender All, as Rashima went down the aisle. That didn't get the, the, the 10 million, but it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. But it's the same videographer and everything, so it was interesting. So uh, again, thank you all for showing up and celebrating her life because uh, she meant so much to us as a family. So thank you all so much. This week we begin a new series, and I'm excited to begin this new series entitled Gospel at Work. And we will be looking at the book of Mark and for six weeks, and we are going to look at how the gospel, the good news, is working. And more importantly, how we get this work to work in our own lives. So let's look at the passage this morning, Mark chapter 1, verses 16 through 20. This is the word of the Lord. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said. I will send you out to fish for people. When he heard, when he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat preparing their net. Verse 20, without delay, he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this time together. 
thank you for the privilege and honor to worship together. God, you are the potter, we are the clay, clay mold us, shape us, make us, break us to what you need us to be. Holy Spirit, we give you full authority. Minister through our minds, love with our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's children say amen, amen. Verse 20 grabs our attention this morning. Without delay, he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. For the time that's mine this morning, just for a little while, I want to preach from this title, Moving Without Delay. Moving Without Delay. One of the things we know about God is that he's always moving in the lives of his people. And he's always present. Regardless of what we are going through, God always has a move. And he's moving without delay. When the earth was dark and in chaos, God made a move. He said, let there be light. And the light penetrated the darkness. And John writes, and the light shined in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. God has a move, and he's moving <laughs> without delay. Even Adam and Eve, given million trees in the garden, told not to eat from that one tree, and they ate from that forbidden tree anyway. But God made a move. He said, where are you, Adam? God has a move, and he moves without delay. <laughs> when we were separated from God because of our disobedience, we were too mean to live, not even fit to die. But, we, but John writes, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God made a move <laughs> and he moved without delay. Listen, when we were sinners and we needed a savior, God made a move. And he moved without delay. Well, the songwriter helps us best. He says he came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debts he paid. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, that's why we do what? Lift his name on high. Y'all know the song. Grace City, we need to understand that Jesus came to earth to work his mission and purpose and it is moving, and it's moving without delay. And maybe your question this morning, what is God moving towards? And I'm glad you asked, because our God is moving towards you and me. Those who have been separated with sin and death, God is moving towards us. Those of us who need a Savior, God is moving without delay. God is bringing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, and he's moving without delay. Grace City, the work of Jesus come to earth to reconnect the disconnected. He comes to earth to heal the sick. He comes to earth to save the lost. He comes to earth to set the captives free. Jesus is moving and he's moving without delay. Well, here we are. Well, I love what the apostle Paul says about Jesus' work. He says these words in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 and 7. He says, for he himself is our peace who made two groups one and had destroyed the barriers, the, the dividing walls of a hostility by setting aside in the flesh the law with its command regulation. He purposed was to create in himself one new humanity out of two, thus making peace in one body to reconcile both to God through the cross by which he put to death 
hostility. Jesus Christ's work moved towards us to redeem us and save us so that we may be his people. Well, this is where we are in the text this morning. Jesus is moving without delay. Mark, the writer, is, has a sense of urgency, church. He opens the book letting his audience know that he has some good news. And the good news in the script is that the scriptures from 700 years that Isaiah prophesied is now getting ready to be fulfilled. John the Baptist, who is to prepare the way for the main character, who is Jesus. John the Baptist is working, and the purpose of his work is to introduce Jesus and to show that he is the Messiah. Mark brings Jesus on the scene, not with a genealogy, not with a background, not with a whole bunch of red in the book of Mark, stating Jesus' words, but Mark brings Jesus on the scene, showing him doing action. I dare somebody say, we got a Jesus with action. He shows that Jesus is at work. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, is the main character. And Mark spends most of his time showing how Jesus is working. John the Baptist is working. He baptized Jesus. Upon uh, baptizing Jesus, we then find God himself saying, this is my son who I am well pleased. Jesus led into the wilderness, and, and Satan knows God's kingdom is working. He had to give him a display to let him know that God, Jesus' work is moving, and it's moving without delay. But then we get to verse 15, and we get to the theme of this book. And the theme of the book is this. The time has come, he said, that the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus is working, and he's working without delay to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. So when you and I are moving in the work of Jesus to bring the kingdom of God here on earth, we must adopt three pros in our kingdom work. The first pro, Grace City, is that we must adopt propinquity. Somebody say propinquity. All the young people got to take the SAT. I need you to say it three times. Propinquity. Propinquity, propinquity. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Notice that Jesus, Marjorie, is walking by the Sea of Galilee, but he's close enough to see Simon and Andrew. Jesus moves towards people. He doesn't just take a glance but he's close enough, watch this, y'all, to see the work. The text says he sees them casting their net into the lake. Watch this. Jesus is close enough to see them. He's close enough to identify them. And he moves towards them, and he sees them working. In other words, Bob, we find Jesus at their jobs. We, uh-oh, we find Jesus at their work. Propinquity means to come close or to come near. This is where some of us would have a problem because we want a Jesus to come close to our lives, but we, want, but we don't want a Jesus that comes close to our jobs. Propinquity is to come close. You can't have a Jesus at Grace City on Sunday and not bring Jesus to work on Monday. 
Jesus wants to do a work at your work. Oh, good God Almighty. Y'all didn't see that in the text, but I'm working. Jesus' work is to bring the kingdom of God here on earth and to redeem those who are lost and even the devils on your job. Paul writes to the church at Rome, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it has the power of God to bring salvation to everyone to believe. Listen, church, we cannot afford to take a Jesus here under this pavilion and not bring him to work. Listen, church, I need you to understand. Paul says, I am not ashamed of this gospel. Great City, can I ask you a question? Could it be the reason we can't see Jesus working on our jobs is because we're too afraid to cast the net and draw people close to that? God wants you to draw close. He wants you to draw close to the pain. He wants you to draw close to the disappointment. He wants you to draw close to the hurt. He wants you to draw close to sin. Listen, Grace City, everybody has a body of water or an environment that God places you in with an opportunity for God's kingdom to spread on earth as it is in heaven. But the question is, will you cast your net in the water? Are you willing to draw those close to the work of Jesus? The word propinquity, here it is, S-A-T word, means to draw close, to come near. So Jesus' works come close. It had the honor and privilege this week to lay a rest our dear sister Paula Huggins. But one of the things she constantly, you constantly heard in that testimony, if you, if you saw the uh, celebration, is everywhere she worked, she was singing, she was teaching, she was serving. She always draw close. Jesus was with her when she worked at Great City. Jesus was with her when she was teaching in Baltimore City Public School. Jesus was with her when she sang around the world. She always had Jesus up front and close so that she would cast her net and that someone would draw near to Christ. That's what she did for eight years up here. She would cast a net and say, bring this Jesus along and bring him close to us. He calls us to move towards propinquity, to draw close, to come near. Great City, I was so proud of you yesterday because you were in the community. And that was, you came near, you came near the pain, you came near the problems down in the Leaden Hall area where it's separation from one side to the other, but you went into the community to be the glue. Propinquity comes near. First thing I throw I see is Jesus' work moves through propinquity. But the second thing I see is that Jesus' work works through a process. Somebody say process. Y'all don't like that word, somebody. Now, this is for the grown folk. Did somebody say process? Listen to what he said. He says, come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Here we see Jesus in verse 70. Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus is working through a process. And oftentimes we think this process and we've labeled this in Christendom as discipleship. We say he called us to be disciples, to, to be disciplers, or to do discipleship. Y'all get ready because I might need a handheld. Uh, called us to do discipleship. But after diving into the Greek, 
It is not the classic discipleship, what we call discipleship. The word that he's using in this phrase here, Mark, is interesting. It means to be summoned to be a witness. The word, actually, when you put this sentence together in the Greek, it means to be summoned to be a witness. So the discipleship or this, 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 this come follow me here is an invitation or a summons to be a witness to Jesus' work. Now, Simon and Andrew are summons to be a witness to Jesus' work, but if you've ever gone to court or had to go to court before, you all know that you get summons. Um, and to be summons means I'm calling you in to testify on behalf of one or two things, the prosecution or the defense. Jesus summons Andrew and Simon to be a witness to his work. Now, 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 stay with me. He calls them to be fisher of men, to go out, to come near, to, 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 to draw near, but also he calls them into this process to be witness but here it is. Fishermen is not just a New Testament concept. That's not the first time we see men being fishermen. You can also find in Jeremiah 16, 16, but now I will send many fishermen, declare the Lord, and they will catch them. Fishermen in the Old Testament, ah, fishermen in the New Testament. See, in Jeremiah, fishermen's assignment was to do the same thing, to be a witness, but watch this. You can be a witness on two sides, the prosecution or the defense. In the Old Testament, they are working on the prosecution side. In the Old Testament, the fisherman is now serving as one to catch those who are wrong and to prosecute for their wrong, Jeremiah. They're serving as a witness to the man's wrong. But here we are in Mark. <laughs> the fisherman is now serving on the defense side. <laughs> Y'all don't know when to shout right there. I said the fisherman has moved from the prosecution to the defense. And when you work for the defense side, when he summons you, you are to give an account to what God has done right. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Now, don't get it wrong. You were innocent. <laughs> if you were had to look at man, we would be on prosecuted. But because of the work of Jesus and the work that he does, we can now give a witness to and testify to that he died on that cross to save our sins. And now we can say, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. The process, church, the process, church, is that he calls us to be a witness. You are called by the words of your testimony. You are here to testify the work of Jesus. He calls them to come close, see his work, 
and be a testimonial witness to who God and Jesus Christ is. The first thing I see is Jesus moves through propinquity. The second thing I see is that Jesus moves through the process. But the, here it is, the last thing, and I'll take my seat. The third pro is Jesus moves for progress. Jesus moves for progress. At once they left their nets, followed him, and he had gone a little further. But he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat preparing their net. And without delay, he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Church, the progress is that Jesus' works moves forward throughout by us being a follower of him. Simon and Andrew, James and John began to progress the kingdom by taking the work of the kingdom and becoming followers of that work. Jesus moves towards Simon and Andrew and they became witnesses to the work, but then they went to follow Jesus' work. The text says they move without delay. The progress Jesus' work allows us to do the work of the kingdom. Grace City, we're called to move like Jesus and work the work. Tell somebody, you got to work the work, y'all. Y'all got to work the work. The disciples laid down everything to do the work of Jesus. Can I ask you a question? What are you willing to lay down to pick up the work of the kingdom? When you lay down, when you, when you lay down your pride and pick up humility to do the work of the kingdom? Are you willing to lay down similarity to embrace diversity to do the work of the kingdom? Are you willing to lay down comfortability and inconvenience in order to progress the kingdom? Are you willing to lay down your pedigree in order to build new relationships to work the work of the kingdom? Are you willing to lay down religiosity in order to have a relationship with new people in order to do the work of the kingdom? Are you willing to cross lines, racial lines, ethnic lines, culturalized to do the work of the kingdom we are called to move and to move without delay if you're going to model Jesus it's important that you must move like Jesus since the enlightenment period we've treated following Jesus something like a classroom we say we do discipleship in a classroom but I sit down here to tell you this morning that when you are disciple of Jesus you are serving as a witness of Jesus you are coming close and you are serving as a witness to Jesus this reminds me so much my son Nathan helps me with this because he became a drummer, a jack lag drummer, while we first started the church in Grace City. I remember when we were uh, at, the, at the old church, what was that church, the, the, the Baptist church, uh, y'all, what was that? Huh? It was Warren Avenue Baptist Church, yeah. And so Nathan was about this big, y'all, and, 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 and we had a drummer by the name of Phil Davis. And Nathan... When he came to church, he would walk behind Phil Davis and he would just go up on the thing with his little drumsticks and everything Phil Davis was doing, Nathan was doing in the air. So he kept following Phil J. Every Sunday, he did this. And all of a sudden, we had church at 5 o'clock and then about 6.30, we would eat dinner and then one Sunday after church, we were listening to the drum plan, boom, ba, boom, da, boom, da. He was, I mean, Nathan was gone. We said, Phil must be working on some things for Sunday. We go out there, it was Nathan playing the drums. And I, I, my, my point of this story is for you to understand that discipleship is not something that's, followership is not something that's done in the classroom. But if we can get close to Jesus and we can begin to watch his hands and watch his feet, all of a sudden we will start to be 
what Jesus calls us to be. <laughs> Listen, Grace City, the best form of teaching is modeling. The best form of being who Jesus is is modeling Jesus. Listen, church, propinquity calls us to come near Jesus Christ, Grace City. I know we're in a season of social distancing, distancing, but we need to understand that God has called us close. He came close to the woman at the well. He came close to a woman who got caught in adultery. He came close with a woman with an impure blood. He came close to the impure spirit. He came close to a man with leprosy. He came close to blind Bartimaeus. He came close to those who were separated, to those who were broken into, those who need a savior. I come to tell you, church, we are called to come closer. But he also has a process. We are processed to witness the work of Jesus. We are witnesses to his grace. We are witnesses to his love. We are witnesses to his hope. We are witnesses to his peace. And, and can do I have a witness in the room this morning? But not only are we witnesses, we are progress called to the work of Jesus. Can I talk about the progress of Jesus? He says to you and me, therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Gee, Grace City, we are called to work the work. Philippians put it this way, in your relationship with one another, had the same mindset of Christ, who being the very nature of God, didn't consider equality with God something to use to your own advantage. But he took on the nature of a servant. He died on a cross for you and for me. That's our Savior. We got to work the work, y'all. And we got to move without delay. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much. We honor you. We thank you for this word this morning. We are called to move without delay. Life is